Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Today, we'll dive into women's college basketball with the head coach of Wichita State University, Jane Albright. You know, the world, it sells this whole thing of if you win, you're good and smart, and if you lose, you're not. And you got to train these kids to change their ears and value different things. Also, we'll go inside the world of sports broadcasting with play-by-play man Dave Pash. You know, the subject of Christ is controversial to begin with, but there's a way to uh, love the person and, and let the person that you're talking with know that you, you do care about them. Plus, we'll get an update on how God is using the Fellowship of Christian Athletes around the world. God has given FCA a clear vision statement, which is to see the world impacted mm-hmm. for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. through the influence of athletes and coaches. Ready to get today's program underway is the host of Sharing the Victory, author, communicator, and assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, Ron Brown. We're honored to have as our guest today on Sharing the Victory, Jane Albright, the head women's basketball coach at Wichita State. Uh, Jane entering uh, just a year away from her 25th anniversary as a Division One head coach. Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on the show, and I appreciate all you're doing with this show. It's wonderful. Well, Coach, thank you, and, and it's an honor to, to have you on. You are uh, one of the most respected basketball coaches in the country. Uh, you've provided uh, lots of wins over your career, but um, more than just that, you're, you've really stressed with your players to go out into the community. Uh, you've had uh, these players do numerous types of activities and tasks to make an effect and using their influence in the game of college basketball to affect the culture around them. Jane, how important has that been to you, and what effects has your relationship with Jesus Christ done to drive that? Well, I think it's an awesome privilege and responsibility to be a coach at a state university. You know, that's where I've always worked at state schools, and and I just like I think it, it you know, the Lord can use us any place. Um, but there are certain boundaries that I have, and and one of just preaching to my kids without them asking about it is certainly one of them that the Lord, quite honestly, doesn't really want me to do. So, one of the things He can, He has taught me, and He shows me every day how I can show them kingdom principles and how I act and how I treat them and, you know, with uh, just the fruit of the Spirit. But the other thing I can do is make them do community service um, Hmm. because I think that's, you know, uh, the way of the Lord. And it's also, even if you're not a Christian, you you know that helping people is the right thing. So, you know, Division I athletes, Ron, they they have a lot of things handed to them. So we, we just make our kids do community service, and it ends up really changing them and molding them and really teaching them that they are not the center of the universe. And, you know, when you're 18 to 22 years old, you pretty much believe sometimes that you are the center of the universe. So it's just a general reminder to all of them. You know, that's a great, great, great comment, Jane. I appreciate that because, you know, I read recently in Scripture where Jesus, uh, after the disciples were arguing over who was going to be the greatest, explained to them his definition of success. And they were saying that the definition of success is how many people serve you. Jesus was reminding them that the greatest definition of success success is you in your service to others. And, you know, you've had close to 400 career coaching victories in Division One college basketball, which is tremendous. I mean, that's a dream come true for many coaches. But to see you not defining your success based on that is a breath of fresh air. 
Well, Ron, I, I very clearly, you know, I know truth, and truth is that my identity is is in Jesus Christ. You know, He dwells in me. That's very clearly in the Bible. And let me just tell you, I wouldn't have stayed in it very long if I thought this basketball defined me. It's just uh, no way because, uh, you know, you lose and you're never as bad as they think that you are. You know, you, you can get run out of town, you can get put on a pedestal, all that stuff, but you're never as good as they say you are. But you just got to know that, you know, the Lord has it under control and lessons every day around me about His provision mm-hmm. and His protection in my life, that Jane Albright is a person that Christ dwells in, and mm-hmm. that's what every, every player that I, I coach, that's how I look at them. I don't look at them like they've got a good jump shot or they can't play defense or he just really gives me a passion for each of them, and I just because you know the world it it, it sells this whole thing of you're good you know if you win you're good and smart and if you lose you're not and you got to train these kids to change their ears and and value different things and how they get along with each other that you know basketball teams football teams are basically a community and the world's pretty short on community these mm-hmm. days you know I don't know about you but when I was growing up it's a lot different than it is in the neighborhood I live now and. People are inside playing video games and listening to iPods and just even getting 12 to 14 young people to get along and, and grow and learn and, and take care of each other. Even when, you know, come home from a bus trip at 3 in the morning and they scrape the snow off of each other's wind as I look at them and I know they're getting it. Hmm. They're getting it. Well, that's great. We're talking to Jane Albright, the head women's basketball coach at Wichita State University. And, Jane, you've talked about that you are a product of, the, of, of what Jesus Christ did for you, dying on a cross for your sins. When did Christ become a, a reality in your life? Yeah, I grew up in North Carolina, so I was in the seventh grade. I went to one of those, um, I think it was a cross and the switchblade uh, things. Mm-hmm. That, you remember that old, old movie or something? Now, right. I did my Christian home. I was at church every Sunday, and I certainly knew the Lord and had two godly parents that I am just so thankful for. But it was honestly when I was 28 years old when I went to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp in Marshall, Indiana, that I really understood what a personal relationship with. Jesus Christ was, you know, I had been saved, but I didn't really understand about living out my faith in the kingdom and how to do that, and like he's my best friend. And so all these teaching lessons, really, Fellowship Christian Athletes is, is my favorite organization by far of, of any anywhere in it, because I I learned a lot about just Jesus in it, and, and I met some very, very godly people that really taught me about the personal relationship, and I, I, it took me 28 years to figure that out. So, you know, salvation is one thing, but living daily for Him is another, and we all need people around us helping us with that, helping us learn Scripture, helping us stay accountable. So um, it's been a, a great, great organization that I have, you know, the majority of my close friends in my life I've met through FCA, and, and I just encourage anybody that's out there listening to get involved in huddles and to get involved, read that Sharing the Victory magazine, read your column, just, you know, any anything that FCA CA's doing it. It is just great, and I just so appreciate the heart of Les and the people, you, all the people all over the country that are in charge, and really through that organization, going out into secular places and just shining a light because it's a dark place out there. A lot, a lot of schools are very, very dark. Mm, that is so true, Coach Albright. You, you have been a light in darkness uh, as a college uh, basketball coach, and we want to just thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, We're all in this together. Aren't a- we? Amen. We are, and uh, God bless you, Coach Albright. Thank that's, you. That's Jane Albright, the head basketball coach for the women's uh, Wichita State Shockers, and uh, we've uh, been privileged to have her on our show today, sharing the victory. You know, we're always telling you that FCA is involved right in your community, and we know that's true. 
But did you know that God is using FCA all around the world? I mean, FCA is an international ministry right now. And we're going to catch you up to some of those details as to what God is doing around the world through the sports ministry of FCA next when Sharing the Victory continues. For working out or going to the game, for every occasion, FCA has clothing that feels comfortable and also allows you to honor God when you wear it. Whether you're male or female, an athlete, coach, parent, or fan, you want to show you support the heart and soul in sports. And of course, Bible devotionals, worship CDs, and posters are also always available. To order online, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Again, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. As we talked about last week, Dan Britton, the Senior Vice President of Ministry Programs for FCA National, is back with us. Dan, thanks for coming back this week. It's great to be back, Ron. International ministry, FCA, all over the world now. The gospel is supposed to be commissioned throughout the planet. Sports gives us a great common denominator, maybe with lots of people around the world. And tell us how FCA is actually making the connection with Jesus Christ in sports and foreign lands. Uh, one of the things we're doing is a partnership is with Operation Mobilization. And OM is, is a 50-year-old ministry that, that is working right now with, in 110 countries mm. uh, and have 4,000 staff all over the world. And they have actually uh, started a, a sports ministry 10 years ago called SportsLink. Uh-huh. And SportsLink is basically their sports division. But uh, they have had trouble being able to get it going uh, of having some real legs to the ministry because they need support, they need resources, they need staff, they need coaches, they need athletes. Well, that's what we've been doing for 50 years in the U.S. Uh So it's a great partnership. And so one of the things we're doing, Ron, is a a beautiful partnership between Operation Mobilization and FCA to create FCA SportsLink. Give us an example of, of maybe what's happening in a nation where we're actually seeing the fruit of what's happening with sports ministry. Uh, first and foremost is resources. When I was in Thailand this past November at the International Sports Coalition, there are 650 uh, sports ministry workers and pastors that are engaged in sports ministries over 120 different countries. Mm. And to sit with them for seven straight days in Thailand to prepare for the Olympics coming up and realize what God is already doing through sports in all these countries. I started talking to people in different countries that said, Dan, you know, we're using your athlete's Bible. Hey, we're using your your resource prayer materials. We're online pulling down your devotionals, and and we're making those copies available to our athletes. And and I sat there, Ron, almost humbled and amazed Hmm. that already God is using FCA through resources. The second way is is actually sending teams. We'll have probably over 15 to 20 teams and camps that will go on internationally that will be sent out from the U.S. Uh And so we have a chance for athletes and coaches to experience firsthand what it means to do international ministry. Take them out of their comfort zone. And when suddenly you're taking out of your comfort zone, 
comfort zone, Ron, uh-huh. that is where we're learning and teaching begins. Right. The third way is training. So not only resourcing and ministering, but training. We want to be able to train athletes and coaches of what it means to do international ministry. Mm. We don't want to take the American model of ministry and just transfer that over and say, hey, this is the way we do it in America. Right. Let's fit it in and right. make it work. Right. But we have to be sensitive to what God is already doing at the local local level. Yeah. And the last level is, is staffing. And actually, we have staff in India right now, FCA staff that are traveling the country doing ministry in India under the banner of FCA. We have staff in Bogota, Colombia. And so those are the ways that we can partner and be able to do ministry. That is so exciting. We we send uh, missionary doctors and teachers and and, and, and bankers and so so forth. But boy, missionary sports people, guys and gals that go out there and give their lives for the cause of Christ across the planet through the vehicle of sports. And FCA is at the helm of that. That's wonderful. If any of you are interested, please contact FCA.org and find out more about our international ministry and get a hold of Dan and be praying and, and be ready to financially support the gospel going around the planet through the FCA ministries because we are not just based in, the, in your locality. We're there, but we're all over the world living out that vision statement. We've been with Dan Britton with FCA Across America. He's the Senior Vice President of Ministry Programs. Dan, thanks for being on today. It's great being here. I'm giving you an invitation to stick around because there's much more to come. We're calling our next segment Voices in Sports as I'll be visiting with a guy that you've probably seen on ESPN and who's also the play-by-play guy for the Arizona Cardinal football team. But more importantly, this man is passionate for the Lord Jesus Christ. His name, Dave Pash. Hi, this is Dave Pash with ESPN, and you're listening to Sharing the Victory. If you like what you're hearing today on Sharing the Victory Radio, then you'll want to read FCA's Sharing the Victory magazine. Published nine times a year, Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages featuring in-depth articles on some of America's most popular professional and college athletes and coaches. In Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll also get solid tips on sports nutrition, profiles on outstanding FCA community service projects, and commentaries from Ron Brown. Order your subscription at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. FCA Camps, a time of inspiration and perspiration for athletes and coaches who want to reach their full potential. The beauty of camps is you see the light bulb go on, like God doing a transforming work where for the first time, sometimes these athletes actually see an opportunity to worship God on the playing field. It's time to get focused and pursue the prize. Log on to fcacamps.org. That's fcacamps.org. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. What an honor it is to have on Sharing the Victory, Dave Pash, one of the great play-by-play broadcasters in America. Does a lot for ESPN. He's also the radio voice for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, TV, and, uh, and radio personality, Dave Pash. Dave, welcome to Sharing the Victory today. Coach, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you bet, Dave. You're you're one of the more intriguing commentators. You know, I was uh, I dibbled and dabbled a little bit in the in the co- sports commentary uh, area for about four years, and uh, you know, I, w- you and I would run into each other on the road from time to time, and uh, I would just love for you to explain to the uh, just the many who are listening right now. How does a sports commentator? How is he able to connect his faith in Jesus Christ in what he does? You know, it's a great question, Ron. I pray about that often. Uh, you know, before I was a Christian, 
all I wanted to do was was broadcast sports and and be uh, the best at it. And you know, it's really where you know I placed all my marbles. And I, when I became a Christian, a couple things happened that were kind of interesting. Number one, uh, God became first in my life, and, and sports casting, uh, even though you know it was a struggle at times, uh, was no longer number one. What also happened during that time was God started to really prosper me. That's when I actually saw the most growth and just some crazy things happening career-wise that uh, I knew that you know was only happening because of because of Him. Uh, and and one thing that that He's been able to do is provide me with opportunities to to work with a lot of other Christian broadcasters. I'll get emails from guys. Hey, I heard you're a Christian. I'm one as well. And so what, what I've tried to do is, you know, I really want these guys to connect. And at our college football meetings at ESPN in the summer, we had an opportunity for about nine of us to get together and, and do a Bible study. Mm. And we also had a couple of non-believers that were there, which was great to hear testimonies of some guys who are big names in the broadcast business and guys as athletes that, you know, some of them looked up to to see that, you know, they're humble and that they have uh, faith in something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, be able to send out a monthly email uh, to a lot of Christian broadcasters and, and guys behind the scenes and just develop some relationships that way. And uh, that's really been a blessing and, and, a, and a mission field I think God has called me to. And then also, you know, opportunities to, to share my faith with those that, that are non-believers. And, you know, that's been an area of really spectacular growth uh, for me is really learning how to share my faith and do it in a way where you're honoring God, but also you're loving the person that you're talking with. You know, I, I don't know about you, Coach, but at first I was kind of a bull in a china shop with mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm. you know, would beat people over the head. And and I think there's a there's a way to be frank and honest. And you know, the subject of Christ is controversial to begin with, but there's a way to to be fair and honest, but at the same time, uh, love the person and, and let the person that you're talking with know that you you do care about them. Right. Um, you know, God has really blessed me with some great opportunities to share my faith. Mm. We're talking to Dave Pash, the outstanding play-by-play broadcaster for ESPN. And Dave, you have a very interesting background. You, as the uh, as a Christian now, came out of a Jewish background, which does we don't see that a lot here in, in America in modern times. Uh, but uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about your childhood and uh, how Christ deeply impacted you to go from uh, uh, an Orthodox Jewish background to a born-again Christian? Well, uh, you know, I was raised in what I'd like to call an Americanized, secular Jewish home where we went to temple kind of like, you know, someone that would go to church on Easter and Christmas, really twice a year. And, you know, I went to Hebrew school and, and studied Hebrew and was confirmed and bar mitzvah. But, you know, I really uh, didn't quite understand it all, nor really did I care. I was young and was was into myself. And um, and I went to college. I went to Syracuse. And my first job out of college, I met the woman that's now my wife. And, you know, she she was really the first person that explained the gospel to me and who Christ was. And being skeptical by nature, I really had to research things to to believe it. And again, being Jewish, you're, you're taught wrongly uh, as a young man not to believe in, in Jesus, but you're really never told why. And hmm. so I started to research. I read some books and uh, actually was reading the Bible at the time. And I think got to the point where I had an intellectual belief in God, but I still didn't understand who Jesus was, really the purpose for Jesus. And 
it wasn't until I was convinced that of my sin that I that I understood that that not only God existed but that He required something of me, and mm-hmm. that I had failed that that uh, I had not lived up to uh, my end of the bargain. He had given me light. He had given me creation to see that He existed, and He had given me a conscience. And once I understood that, that I had violated you know God's law, that I was guilty of breaking His commandments, then the whole idea of a savior began to make sense. At that point, hmm. not only did I have an intellectual belief, but you know, I was fearful, fearful of judgment, fearful of the fact that I had sinned against God and, and understood who Jesus was and that I could put my faith in him and trust him uh, hmm. to forgive me of the fact that I had sinned against God and also grant me everlasting life and a relationship with God that I didn't have before because my sin had separated me from him. And then I, God put a zeal in my heart to, to really grow and, and to know him more. And to, I'm still seeking and searching today and, and growing hmm. uh, closer to my Lord. Well, Dave, we really appreciate that. Uh, that's Dave Pash, outstanding play-by-play broadcaster for ESPN, has been with us uh, on sharing the victory with some very insightful commentary regarding the sports world. Dave, God bless you and keep up the great work. God bless you, brother. Hopefully get a chance to cover you during football season, Coach. (laughs) I'll look forward to it. We'll have some prayer together. All right, Ron. God bless, Dave. Thank you. Don't forget to check out our website. That's sharingthevictory.com. Just click on radio, and you can listen to past programs anytime. There's also a place for you to send your questions or comments. Again, the address is sharingthevictory.com. Still more to come, former NFL coach and current FCA president Les Steckel. He's up with Coach's Corner next on Sharing the Victory, the national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Here's a quick hit from Michigan State basketball star Drew Neitzel. As a college athlete, our, our lives are very structured and uh, high demand um, on our time. So you know, I try to set aside a time, whether it's 20, 30 minutes a day, uh, either early in the morning or before I go to bed, and you know, just try to spend some time with, with the Lord and, and, and grow in my relationship with Him, whether it's uh, different devotionals, whether it's different books I'm reading at the time, and definitely um, in Scripture. Quick hit from FCA. Our guests next weekend on Sharing the Victory include Jake Voskuel of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, it's exciting winning games and doing all this, but it's more exciting spending time with the Lord and having the Lord really speak something to you. Glenn Wesley of the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, back when I was drafted and when I turned pro, that was the most important thing to me, but now it's my faith, my family. And former big league player and manager Elvin Dark. Jesus is the name of the game. Join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Good to be back with you. I'm Ron Brown, your host for Sharing the Victory. Next up, FCA President Les Steckel for Coach's Corner. Continuing today with our examination of the guiding principles of the Marine Corps in battle to know your situation, mission, enemies, action plan, and command and control, otherwise known by the acronym SMEAC. Today, we'll look at the A in SMEAC, which signifies your action plan. Again, whether it's in the military or any field or industry, once you have determined the situation you're in, the mission you must accomplish, and the enemies that stand in your way, your next step is to develop an action plan. Unless this is carefully determined, all the good you have already done to assess your opportunities and threats will have no real value because you don't act on this information. It is a certainty you will be defeated if you do nothing. 
In business, your action plans may well come from your goals and objectives and your company's long-range business plan. In sports, your action plan will likely come from the detailed game plan you develop for that very important contest. In the military, your action plan is surely going to be based on military intelligence and a thorough understanding of your unit's assets. Sometime an action plan is developed with great insight and care, yet the action planned falls short. For your action plan to be successful, you must be sure you and your workforce all communicate, cooperate, contribute, and commit to the objectives that have been established. Each of these is equally important. Let's look first at communicating your plan. Too often we think of communication as being a one-way conversation, but the true meaning of communication is more than just sharing a thought. It is the receiving of the information with a clear understanding. An action plan will be successful if you, as a supervisor, can adequately explain the plan and those who have received the information acknowledge back their understanding of their own role. I'm smiling as I communicate to you, the listener, and since some of you are saying, has he ever had teenage children? Yes, three. But let's move on. To have a successful action plan, you also need to cooperate and have a sense of teamwork. Cooperation displays its greatest strength when no member of the team or workforce cares who gets the credit for its success. Besides communication and cooperation, the action plan must require the contribution of each participant. This should not be difficult to obtain for the number one desire of U.S. employees is to be able to make a real contribution to the work they perform. This even ranks above salary and benefits and job titles. Surveys in the workforce support such a fact. And the fourth factor to ensure that an action plan will be a success is commitment. You know, it used to be that a promise meant something special. Today, we see promises often broken by politicians who say they will support specific legislation, college athletes who say they will finish their degrees, and couples who say they will stand married forever. What we all need are people who make commitments, not promises. Promises often fail. Commitments eventually win. If it's your privilege to help develop an action plan for your church, home, workplace, or team, be sure everyone adequately communicates, cooperates, contributes, and commits to the plan. Do it, and success will soon be yours. God bless you. This is pretty good stuff today, huh? And remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Remember what we're celebrating this week, the greatest miracle in history. The Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He's alive. He's still alive. We celebrate that this weekend. Be sure that you spend time meditating on the most wonderful of all wonders, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a happy Easter from all of us at Sharing the Victory and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thanks so much for listening to Sharing the Victory. This listener-supported ministry continues to trust God to open many more doors of opportunities. Your prayers and financial support will make the difference in the weeks and months to come. If you feel so led, please send a gift to Sharing the Victory, 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that address is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. If you'd like to give over the phone, you may call Monday through Friday, 
toll free at 866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. You can also donate online at sharingthevictory.com forward slash radio. While you're at our website, you can listen to past programs and sign up for the free weekly podcast. Again, the website is sharingthevictory.com forward slash radio. Thanks again for your support, and don't forget to join us next week at this same time. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.